Sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up, and it is From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Greetings and salutations, Atlanta sports fans. How the hell are you, man? How are you? I'm wonderful. How about yourself? Man, I'm on top of the world uh, looking down on creation. For those of you that don't know, yeah, I just referenced the Carpenters. What of it? Uh, anyway, welcome, welcome to the big show. You know why? Because it is a big show. Even though we uh, we're just starting out, we are a big show. This is gonna be a big show, and <clears throat> we're kind of a big deal. Yes. Well, you know what? People don't. Uh, maybe you don't know this, but believe is really uh, believe, believe, however you want to say it. Believe, uh, uh, Tim the owner here at Mesmerized Media, uh, along with Jared, uh, his phone calls it Blev. You know, his uh, little personal assistant on his phone. I don't know if he's a Siri person or a... Does Samsung... Ha- I mean, I know Samsung has that, but is it? does it have a name? I, I don't know. It's not It's not Alexa. Jeeves but. or Hobbs. <laughs> It'd be cool if it was Hobbs. Anyway. <laughs> Some people, you know, when we were uh, in... Some people, uh, when we were getting this show together, and by the way, it, it's not even near together. Um, we no, bear we, bear with us, please. We yeah. we are uh, we are trying to get everything together. We are constantly watching our work and listening to our work and trying to fill in all the gaps that we're missing. But we just want to make sure we get stuff out to you so you can hear it right now and. And we'll work the kinks out completely, but we're just having a hell of a lot of fun doing it, and uh, we'll a, polish it up. A blasty blast, if you will. Like, we probably, because when did I send that email? Like, March, April, maybe, around? I called you and said, hey, man, guess what's in my email inbox? And I told you about Nick and them saying, hey, yeah, we'd like to get you guys on here and get this thing rolling. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. I don't, I don't remember exactly. <clears throat> it feels like... It feels like it's been a while, but like it's been just a blink of an eye since the the go ahead and since we 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 ran the teaser episode. It feels like so much has happened in that short window of time, getting everything together. But you know, getting the getting all the social media up and running and getting all that stuff together is just you know stuff that you don't normally think about. That there there's a whole lot that goes into it, and it's it's time consuming. It's it's a big deal. Really, but uh, yeah, it it seems like we've been talking about this and doing this for a while. So we're just gonna we're just gonna keep giving you stuff and keep tweaking and 
making this thing as good as possible. Yeah, and we want to hear from you like we really do. Like Please. seriously, uh, comment on YouTube or comment on our Facebook page or Twitter. Like seriously, reach out and tell us because we can't say this enough. Like we want a fan-centric, fan-built show like if you see something that you don't like like critique us make it constructive like don't troll the hell out of us but one of the things because we could have spent another six months getting this together but we were just so jacked we we're like man let's just take what we've got and get it out and start going and, and people can kind of watch the show like you're going to start to see like some new graphics on the show and you know like a a back you know just all kind of cool stuff like we have visions of doing live callers and everything so but one thing we started uh, with was the intro. Like we had to construct, like how are we going to start the show? And I and I was like, man, what if we just had some of these great calls, these new calls, like you know Georgia winning the national title and the Braves winning the World Series, and that Je that's Jeff Hollinger, the Falcons call. In case you, you're wondering who that is, it's Jeff Hollinger, and I think Jeff Van Note, who used to play for the Falcons. Uh, and we were like, you know, is it too long? is the intro too long? And they said, Hey, you know, maybe you should do some voiceover stuff over it. And maybe it is a little bit long, but I don't think it'll ever get old because I love listening to that. I mean, I, I, I think, I think about that call once a day, uh, just Chris Fowler, you know, that, and, and, and that's Ben Ingram, uh hometown guy making that call, uh, over the Braves radio network, you know, with Dansby. And I just it, – it makes me feel proud to be an Atlanta fan. And uh, I think we're going to keep that for a while. But uh, kind of moving Until on. Until the hairs on my arm stop going up in the air, yeah, we man. can leave it. Yeah. and Because, like I said, I think, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to – we'll 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 have a little more fun. We got this cool little thing over here. We're going we're gonna to go to Dreamland. And we're going to dream about a world where – the Braves have struck gold again with this Vaughn Grissom kid. You know, he launched one out uh, over the monster. But, you know, AA has got, like, discount prices for our talent. And, like, like, and again, it's exciting to have happen. And you didn't know there was going to be a quiz. But there's a quiz. I hope, you, I hope you're ready. I what, studied for the wrong stuff, I yeah. guarantee it. What do I say anytime something cool or kind of – and you got to listen to the question – Magical happens with Atlanta. What's what's my catchphrase? What's going to go viral? What's 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 everybody going to be saying by next season? You know it. I'm going to make you say it. So you you feel free to use it. You can borrow it. My sisters and everybody else have borrowed it. But anytime like a, a a walk off or some kind of cool thing like Von Grissom's debut, anything awesome happens with the Braves, I go on social media and I say three things. Sweet. Braves magic. Man, okay. Now you know. Now I now know what you you're know. talking about. <clears throat> That's my bad. So so we're still in, you know, far off dreamland where he pans out and he, you know, he's a stud and, and it looks like he's going to be. And we get him locked up. And now we have, and, and again, we're just fantasizing. Hence the sound effect. Vaughn Grissom, Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, this crazy pitching staff, like it is exciting to think about how good we could be if things play out the way that they seem like they could play out. I mean, this guy was stroke when we said it last episode, he was stroking the ball down in double A at the tune of three sixty three. If I'm not mistaken, they're going to use him to <clears throat> excuse me, cover for Ozzy until Ozzy comes back 
and then hopefully slide him into left field. Is that accurate? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe towards the end of the season, give Dansby a little rest up for sure, a postseason he's run. A and natural shortstop, right? Yeah, but also played some second base. <clears throat> yeah, and and we don't want to think about this, but you know, Dansby doesn't have a contract yet. Uh, he still has to sign, and and all signs point. I mean, he's a hometown guy. went to went to Marietta High School over here. He's a he's a Blue Devil. It would really piss you know, me off if Dansby goes somewhere else. He's just got one. Yeah. He's one of those guys you just feel like is a brave. He, I don't think he will. But again, with the whole Freeman saga, and you know, we're gonna throw our. Ha- I know it's old hat, and it's been talked about and beat to death. But people may be wondering. We haven't what we think beat about it yet. It. So yeah, we haven't beat that horse yet, but not today. So he, you know, I think the deal gets done. But he, you know, until the deal's done, like with you know with Freddie, we just don't know. But I, I, I'm pretty sure, and, and again, I don't know Dansby, but it seems like he wants to be here. Again, he's married. Kind of seems like he's setting down roots, and the guy's good. He had a great, great season last year. And again, because it's a contract year, it happens all the time. He's having one of the best seasons of his career. I like him. But you remember when everybody didn't like him at the beginning of the year? Oh, yeah, the Boo Birds and the, and the Twitter GMs who, thank God you're not running the team. You had already traded him away. He had one of the hottest months in all of baseball. Like, God forbid the players enjoy themselves after winning the World Series. But I, I, I get it. I was like, oh no. And God <laughs> did, forbid did anybody they, practice. Yeah, and God forbid they develop, you know, and and work out problems. We talked about this in the last episode because I said the same thing, uh, you know, in kind of comparison. Uh, Dansby was knocking the cover off the ball. He was hitting the ball hard. They just weren't falling in for hits. He wasn't finding the holes. And then guess what? Lo and behold, he did. And he was, and this is not even an argument, he was the best player in baseball in the month of June. Crushed it. No Crushed question. it. And then Austin Riley led up with a monster July. By the way, another fun fact, another fun fact from me, uh, Riley became the first Braves player to go uh, 30 home runs, 30 doubles in back-to-back seasons since Chipper did it four seasons in a row from like 98 to like 2001. Didn't he also break Hank Aaron's extra base hits in a month? No, he he tied it with the fastest uh, to get there uh, at 111 games. So, I, I, But one month, total extra base hits in one month. I think Hank Aaron held the record for the Braves, and I'm pretty sure Austin Riley broke it. Uh, you know, you, you got me on that. If he did, that's great. But uh, so I got some notes on here. Got to open this thing up. But you know, hey, uh, you know, we were. Uh, this is what's so fun about sports, man. We were talking about what we were going to kind of start on in this episode on, and we said, nah, well, we don't have a lot of Braves. I think we pretty much covered it, and here we are talking about the Braves. And this is going to happen a lot. Stream of damn consciousness <clears throat> with us. Yeah. But that's what's going to make it fun. But so, yeah, I mean, so we'll uh, we'll end the dream now and we'll kind of go into something else. But, yeah, to, it's so exciting. What a great time to be a Braves fan. I've always said it's uh, what a great time to be a Braves fan. Uh, but it, it's kind of seeming like this run could be even more special than that first 90s run. It just seems like the chips are falling in place and – you know, and again, you've got to give even Michael Harris is not a guarantee yet because we could talk about Jeff Francoeur, who nice guy, hometown guy. Come on the show, Frenchie. Yeah, hey, yeah, come on. Uh, but had a good career, good baseball player, but you know, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you know, uh, the natural. They had they had kind of uh, said he would be like the next Dale Murphy. He was gonna be this huge, 
huge superstar. Still had a solid career, but they were kind of lining him up to be a Hall of Famer. Jason Hayward, same thing. You know, still a good baseball player. Is up there with the Cubs. Now, the mm-hmm. Cubs have already said they're done with him after the season, but didn't quite pan out. I, I, again, this is not Braves FUD. This is, these are just facts. We, we live in a, in a real world. We got to live, you know, have real-world expectations. Sure does seem like Michael Harris is going to be a pretty darn good ball player. Absolutely. But we've got to wait and see. Still a little early. He's doing well. He hasn't really quite slumped out yet. He's, ha- he's batting around 288, um, maybe a little higher. But got to see Vaughn Grissom. Got to get him in here. But just an exciting way to, to jump in with that home run. And that leads us into our housekeeping. Uh, the powers behind the camera here say they can clean that up. But we had a cool little clip for you of him uh, hitting that ball out. And it just, it was a disaster. <laughs> I couldn't pull. I thought I texted it myself. I couldn't found it. I found it. Whatever. But that's what we're talking about too. To uh, go back to our point starting the show is we got so much planned. I mean, we want to have uh, five days a week live callers. So many cool things planned. So many things we want to do for you. And just because it's fun and we have the opportunity to do it, but ultimately, like we've said again, we're going to kind of uh, be repeating ourselves a lot. Is we think there's room in this town. It's a two-horse town. They say one horse, but right now it's a two-horse town now for Atlanta Sports Talk. You got 680 and 92.9 pretty much. We just think uh, there's there's another there's another corral that Wait, we could... Wait, uh, the two horses aren't us and everyone else? Well, we're going to be leading the pack soon, you best believe, because we're, we're fun, funny guys. We're good enough, we're smart enough, and doggone it, people like us. I'm telling you. Uh, because I've watched my daily affirmations, but... Yeah, man. Uh, do we just think every, uh, and we'll get, we'll touch on it here and there. Let's just say that we don't dislike, uh, our, our friends over there at 92, nine and things like that. Hell no. We still want to see them eat. Just not at our table per se. We have a really close friend. Uh, we won't, we won't say his, reveal his name or anything because we don't, you know, anything, but he, he works, uh, in Atlanta sports. Uh, he was a restaurant guy. He did it. He broke out, and I just want to—you know who you are if you're watching. I'm, I'm damn proud of you, man. Congrats, brother, uh, for sure. So he's he's big uh, in the in the Atlanta sports scene, and and he's on the, the FM dial and stuff. So, but we just this is us uh, again throwing our hat in the ring, blasting off, and just saying the show's only going to get better as the uh, the episodes go by, and it's going to be fun to watch it grow. But uh, constantly tweaking, trying to get better. It's uh, yeah, it's a fun process. So hopefully you enjoy it with us. So uh, to your point earlier, though, uh, watching these guys and what they develop into, I, I it's it's funny to me because I remember right after Austin Riley came out and he started out hot, and then pitchers, what they said was figured him out, and Austin Riley was done, and Austin Riley was going to be a bust after that, and the fans turned on him, and this is the Austin Riley we have right now. So like let let people go for just a minute. It doesn't have to be catastrophic events well that's the key though that is the key is when that happens and because it inevitably happens pitchers do figure you out they do start to gather some data and some analytics on you and figure you out as a player where you kind of uh uh, separate yourselves you know is do you make the adjustments do you recognize and, and and become a not i don't say he had to become because he's probably already a student of the game but you got to be a student of the game do you, do you put the time in in the cages and listen to your coaches and, and look at the analytics and everything? Because that's that's what baseball is now. 
analytics are all there. Like even Snicker has said, you know, he's at times found some difficulty integrating in that into his, you know, coaching style and everything. But you have to. They're a part of the game. There's so much data that can be collected and analyzed. And it's thing is it works. Right. Well, and also when you're when you're that young or that new to the majors, you're you're at the highest level now. So their adjustments to you are going to be just a little bit more than they were in AAA or AA or wherever else you were when you had to adjust to people adjusting to you. It's a, I'm sure there, it's a much bigger learning curve, but you get there. You have to, you have to give people time, especially in baseball. Yeah. So that being said, you know we're going to see these guys slump. But, you know, again, Twitter GMs don't come on there and start saying that Harris sucks or this or that. Like, it's a process. You develop as a player. You grow as a player. You make the adjustments. And the ones that do are the ones that become the Austin Rileys and the Freddie Freemans and the Dansby Swansons and the Ronald Acunas and, and all those Acunas. That sounded weird. Country as hell. Yeah. Man, I, I listened to some of the episodes, and the Southern drawl has come out. But, um. Yeah, you know, and but that's where you either it's a make or break. Can you make those adjustments? Can you tweak your game? You know, do you need to adjust uh, your timing or or where you know where you hold the bat or anything like that? And if you do, then you you know you take off. You become a star in the league and you make a lot of money. If you don't, you kind of bounce around here and there, and you know. You have a cup of coffee, and, and, you know, you might play 10 or 11 seasons, but it's not you don't quite, you know, become a, a household name, a, a superstar. So, again, just to wrap it up, because we got to move on to some Georgia football, because, you know, uh, we, we just had a, a Falcons extravaganza leading into the Lions game. Uh, and by the time you see this one, that game will probably already be over. But, um, you know, we'll talk about that at a later date. But, yeah, we got some Georgia stuff because they're playing football, too. They're getting ready to kick it off. And uh, and we're going to do a, another episode. Today's maybe kind of like another teaser episode of, you know, things to come. But the commish here, he, he already said uh, before we started filming this show that he's got to go back to the laboratory, get some notes, and do some deep dives so he can bring you the best quality content and information available. But to kick it off, I – had not seen this yet. <laughs> I saw a, a tweet, uh, uh, and I think it was from Israel Troop, actually, that actually tweeted it from the, the Georgia podcast, I believe. I think it was him. But I saw a picture of Stetson Bennett last night. He did not look like Stetson Bennett. Chiseled, tatted, he looked, clean fade. Yeah. He looked like he could be uh, uh, play quarterback for the mean machine. He looks angry, and he's got every right to be, and, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But he looked like he had something to prove. I mean, he just looked tough. Last year, uh, he looked kind of like, you know, Stetson Bennett. The boy next door is going to come over and play some football. You know, he's a nice kid. I don't know where that dude's at now. He gone. This guy looks like he's on a mission to prove some people wrong because guess what? As much as, uh, and I got to tell on myself, I got to tell on Mark a little bit, as much as we're telling people, hey, be supportive, uh, you know, don't be, the, no, you know, no negative expectations, blah, 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 blah. We were kind of those guys. We were not big Stetson Bennett fans. The guy didn't, I mean, he had a fan club, but there was, for every member of the Stetson Bennett fan club, there was a, 
member of the Stetson Bennett Haters Club. He had a lot of haters because, you know, uh, JT Daniels was here and, you know, a, a lot of people are still mad Justin Fields left. Uh, now, he would have been long gone anyway, but they thought he should have been a guy that stuck around. And uh, there were some other guys that they felt like should have had the job. But the fact of the matter is, is Stetson Bennett and no one else, he alone, not alone, he did have help from a really stout defense, but he was the captain of that offense, and he took us to the promised land, and he got us Georgia's first national title in over 40 years. And people also Thanks, said, Dad. just, yeah, thank you, uh, mailman. Um, so, but, you know, people also said that they wished he would have ridden off into the sunset. And I'm like, yeah, me, kind of me too. Even Mark, kind of me too. But I, I've had a change of heart, and I'm like, screw that. Stetson, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're here. You're, you're, you're my guy. Good for you. Congratulations. But I also tell you this. This is, and, and I can't, I'm kicking myself now because this should have been a story, and it, it will be. Let's not say should have been. This will be a story you need to tell your children and anybody else looking for inspiration in life because this is what he's wanted since he's a little kid. He's wanted to play quarterback at UGA, and he did it. Don't be afraid to chase your dreams. Don't be afraid to grab what you, after what you want, and don't block out the haters and just keep going because what a great success story. Underdog. We should love him because Atlanta's sports, you know, they've always been underdogs. Like, he was the underdog, and he did it. But now I'm telling you, that dude is jacked, and he's ready to come out and smack some people in the mouth. Man, the the best thing I saw on the internet was the side by side with him and with his curly hair and his like loose necked uh, suit and tie. And uh, left side it said uh, the guy you want to take your daughter to prom, and on the right side is this new <laughs> picture and it said the guy you're afraid is going to take your wife to prom. Yeah, man, and I'm it's accurate. You. Uh, so uh, I think, and you know, one of the and I got some notes here. Like one of the big questions was, you know, how's he going to do? without that stout defense, because let's not kid each other. Without that defense, Georgia doesn't win the national title last year. But here's the thing. I think they kind of held him back a little bit. Well, yeah, do you play this? Do you even play the same game? Do you play the same game without that defense? That's just generational defense. So, like, you can't take that away from him because the defense is so good. Look at, look at what he did on offense. And I, I've heard it all. I've literally heard it all from last year and the people coming into this year saying that he shouldn't be quarterback. We should be, you know, grooming somebody to take over. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. If, if Kirby's good with it again, again, please stop telling me what should be going on. I trust Kirby. Look where we are. I, I'm good with it until, until you prove me wrong, everything's fine, but we do have guys waiting in the wings. So if for whatever reason, Stet, doesn't work out this year we do have guys to replace him but i'm not even thinking like that gotta gotta trust gotta trust kirby what has kirby ever done for us to not trust him you know that's what i'm saying and and i honestly talk about whether or not we wanted stetson as the quarterback i i wasn't upset that he was going to be the quarterback with whatever we were doing with jt i was more confused about what the situation was. All the talk was about how JT Daniels was going to lead this team, and then all of a sudden it's Stetson Bennett, and it, it worked out for us. But still, there was a lot of question marks. So it, just because you don't understand what's going on doesn't mean you know better. But 
Either way, it all worked out for us. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Hopefully they loosen up the reins because I think you're absolutely accurate based on how awesome our defense was. They probably did hold them back. The vanilla looked uh, the vanilla. The offense looked very vanilla at certain points last year. We we are notorious for you know being a running football team. Um, some people say that's why Jermaine Burton transferred, so he had an uh, opportunity to play in a spread offense and get more balls thrown his way. I say if you were just a little bit better and than Lad McConkey last year, maybe maybe you would have done that at Georgia. But either way, neither here nor there. Brock Bowers is better than you. Yeah, oh my God, Georgia's tight end room looks crazy. But here's the thing, like, hey, Stetson, I hope you go to the pros, and I hope you become a Drew Brees type guy because Drew Brees was a little dude. You know, he's like 5'11". How many times have you seen the clips of Drew Brees where he has to get up on his tiptoes and, you know, throw the ball over the line? But And complete the pass. <clears throat> one thing I am going to do real quick when I talked about instincts and, and kind of getting it right sometimes is there used to be an old wrestler named Iron Mike Sharp, and his thing was he would – Pat himself on the back. I'm patting myself on the back because I sat in Athens, Georgia, about the last two or three seasons of the Mark Richter, and I said, if you go over there and you bring our boy home and you put him in the head coach's position, Georgia will win the national title. He is the answer to putting this program back on the map, and it happened. So I'm just – I don't need any credit or a trophy or anything. I'm just saying sometimes I know what the hell I'm talking about and it happened. Um, but, you know, people always talk about question marks and, and what's Todd Munkin going to do now that, you know, Cook and Zeus are gone. And, and here's, the, here's the, what separates good teams from bad teams. They look at the tools they have. And, again, you're going to hear this word a lot, adjustments. They make adjustments. They put new wrinkles in the offense, and they utilize. And they, this is why Bill Belichick is such a wizard, dude. Because he takes players and evaluates them, and he plays to their strengths. He he works around them. It's a shocking concept. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll scroll down through the notes here. Uh, you know, Kenny McIntosh and, and Kellen DeMilton. I mean, you know, they played behind those guys. They've been – and you got Dejon Edwards and, and Branson Robinson. Like, George is going to be fine at running Do back. not forget Andrew Paul. Andrew Paul is the most slept-on dude in that running back room, and he is going to surprise all of you. Yeah, see, there you go. So there's another one. And, again, you've got Brock Bowers and and some other really elite tight end talent uh, behind him. You've got uh, A.D. Mitchell. Lad, let's not forget about the, the – Lad McConkey came out of nowhere, man. Nobody saw that one coming. I don't care who you are. Nobody saw Lad McConkey coming. And that's another – like, to, to talk about that, that's why I don't buy – I used to. I used to be the guy that would go down to Buttsmere – and be all about who are we getting out of high school? Who, who who are the top guys? Who are the five chippers, the blue chippers, and all the, the five stars? I don't care about that anymore because you know what Jordan Davis was? Three. Three star. Who cares? Put some fingers in the dirt. I don't even know what lad. I didn't even see Lad McConkey in any of the recruiting reports that I read. I, I, I mean. He may be a walk-on for all I know. He could be. I don't know. I pay pretty close attention, uh, but I'm not. I'm not nearly as on top of it as it used to be, but Lad McConkey was a name that I saw, but that, you know, upon first look, you'd think it preferred walk-on type guy, but in size-wise, you're like, oh, okay, again, I'll have to I'll have to see what that looks like. But He's kind of like a Wes Welker, like, you know, this little, sure. little squirrely guy. Jim Rat. 
And everybody talks about uh, A.D. Mitchell, but let's not forget McConkie had more yards than he did last year, so don't don't sleep on old Lad. My sister named one of her dogs after him. She has a little French bulldog named Lad. We've we've got we've got quite a bit going on on offense, but I, honestly, just I don't understand how good our tight end room is. You got Brock, you got Darnell Washington, you got Eric Gilbert, who is a hybrid, and now you have Oscar Delp. We know we know what Brock is. We haven't. We know what Darnell is too. Darnell is an, a, a monster of a man. Complete red zone threat. Um, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know how to like. Todd Munkin has to just be drooling when he looks at the depth chart because I, that's a that's a nightmare for everybody, absolutely everybody. You could line up with every one of our tight ends and no wide receivers, and defenses would be terrified. Should be terrified. I think I think Georgia's going to be an offensive juggernaut this year. Not that they didn't put up some serious points, because wait a minute, they just scored on Vandy again, uh, and some other big games. I mean, you know, they they trounced Arkansas. You know, so I don't think offense is going to be a problem. And obviously, because looking at, uh, I mean, Stetson Bennett to go back to that, he looks like he's done hard time. I mean, that dude is ready to just stick it in everybody's face and say, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what the big deal is. I can play this position at the university of Georgia. I just did it. I just want to, he's kind of like, I want my respect. Damn it. I hope so. I'm not gonna, I'm going to take it. He's got a chip on both shoulders, but hopefully, hopefully winning the national championship gave him all the confidence that he needed, but he's still got those chips on both shoulders. And he is just, it looks, he, uh, he looks the eye test. He looks ready to go. Man, he looks like he's got some serious swagger. And you know, everybody talks about that legendary defense. And I'm just gonna. It's re- so. The question here is not do we have the talent. We do have the talent. The question is who's going to step up and kind of evolve into those that next batch of superstars. And let's just talk about some names. I'm gonna throw some names up for you. Uh, homework assignment. Go look them up. Go read about them. You know, stay informed. Don't stay too informed, though, because then we don't have anything to do. We'll just be talking to ourselves, which we would do it anyway. So, uh, Zion Logue, Nazir Stackhouse, Sean Washington, one of my favorites, I'm, uh, this name right here. I, I, I think he's going to be a big old superstar. We're going to talk about him because he's got a cool football name, Bear Alexander. Stole him stole him away from the tide. Uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, Tramel Walther, Michael Williams. All grape depth, you know, and they're, and they're going to be up and comers, and they're in the system. We've got arguably one of the best uh, defensive coordinators. Well, actually, we do have uh, one of the best. His name's Kirby Smart, defensive guru who learned from Nick Saban. But in that room also, we got Will Muschamp. And Glenn Schumann is no slouch either. I know Dan Lanning went to Oregon, but – Hey man, it's kind of like the thing in, in that Nick Saban does all the time. He just—it's a constant coaching carousel over there, and he rotates guys in and out. Losing Dan Lanning, I, I was kind of hoping he'd stay, but hey man, he's the coach at Oregon, and honestly, I think Dan Lanning is going to be a terrific coach. I think he's going to do big things at Oregon. But, I hope so. I wish uh, him nothing but the best. But yeah. September third is going to be a problem. Yeah, in the bins, dogs, ducks. Um, and you know, another thing too, is, uh, it was a big time, uh, transfer. Uh, he was hurt. He, I think he got to play in like a final two games or something last year, but Tyke Smith looks like he's healthy, ready to roll. And we get one solid season, uh, with him, you know, 
that's you know I think he's going to be fine. You talk about that defense from last year. One of the things that I, I, I I'm sticking with. I I really feel like it's going to be this way. Now, when I say flip flop here, I don't mean that our generational defense is now going to turn into a generational offense. I just think that we're going to have really good on both sides of the ball, but the balance is going to shift. So the offense is uh, the offense is going. I think going to be outstanding, and I think we're going to have a top five, top seven defense in all of the NCAA, but I, I just think the balance shifts just a little bit, and I, I think you get very similar results. Yeah, and, and, and speaking of defense, you know, like the star position, that's William Poole's to lose. You got Christopher Smith, uh, Dan Jackson. Let's keep going down the list. You know, you talk about, uh, uh, you know, Keely Ringo's back at quarter, cornerback. Who's going to play opposite of him, you know? Uh, Don't forget the guy that they said was possibly the best player on that generational defense but couldn't leave for the NFL, Jalen Carter. Yeah, they say he's, you know, uh, of, of those guys, those five first-round draft picks, they say he's even better and then, than them. And then Nolan Smith decides to come back. To anchor the linebacking core, it's 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 a good place to be. I'm not. I I know. I know everybody talks about how great Alabama is going to be this year too. And sure, I mean you you got Jermaine Burton from us. You went and got Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech. Like it, it Alabama's always going to be good. But don't think for one second because you had to make moves in the offseason to fill holes, and we didn't. Don't don't think that immediately makes you better than us. And you look on paper and you just assume because they're Alabama that that they're going to be the best. And and that's a fair assumption because Nick Saban is an amazing coach and that's happened for a while. But I'm I'm not I'm not shaking in my boots ever again. Not any ever again. I'm Listen, good now. Because and I, you heard me say this for years, and you know that I have been the uh the fan. And I got some buddies, they call me they <laughs> We were at the Georgia North Carolina game in the uh, dome, and I was I, I, because I think it's because I love them so much, and I was just so tired of 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 getting embarrassed over the years and just losing those big games and everything. You want to talk about choke? It's no secret Georgia has choked. They have choked out, and 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 it's been a thing. Uh, they started calling me Tar Heel Rob because <laughs> North Carolina kind of started whooping up on us in a little bit, and it was, they were kind of threatening. And I was just like, man, I get, you know, why does this always happen to us? Why do we always have that pistol that we shoot ourselves in the foot with? And it's the famous pistol. Everybody knows about it. We threw that thing in the dumpster, baby. It's gone. Because I said, all Georgia's got to do is grab the brass ring and break through that glass ceiling, and it's game over. It's well, dynasty mode. And, and if Georgia didn't go out and get the players you think they needed – through uh, you know uh, transfers or, or whatever else, it's because Kirby Smart and the rest of the gang said we got it right here in the house. We're okay. It's it's, it's cupboards not about, are full. We don't need to go shopping. You know, you saw those. You saw those. You know, growing up, uh, uh, your, your high school T-shirts or whatever. Like you don't rebuild, you reload. Yep. Georgia's gonna be fine, man. Georgia is gonna be fine. Some jackass said that Tennessee was going to roll in here and beat us this year. Even Hendon Hooker said, <laughs> it's so funny. He said, Tennessee's offense is going to be unstoppable this year. Well, I don't know. I mean, will Tennessee see some improvement? Yeah, but I don't I don't know if they're going to shock the world. Uh, I, I love it. I love hearing all of it. I and Here's the thing. If, if something crazy like that happened, and to me, getting beat by Tennessee this year would be crazy. 
Um, but but so would getting beat by South Carolina. I think Takeo Spikes said we we're going to get beat by South Carolina. Like, hey, you know what? If you want to roll and say that you want to you want to pick a team that's projected to do really well, and then pick one team on their schedule and roll the dice on your hot take panning out, like that's fine. You be that you be that gambler. I don't care. You lose a little bit of credibility, and like I, if you have a specific reason, please don't let that reason be Spencer Rattler. Don't let Spencer Rattler. If you if Shane Beamer and changing the culture at South Carolina has got you amped up, I can roll with you on that one. I love Shane Beamer. I hate that he's at South Carolina and not still at Georgia, but I I love Shane Beamer. I'm that guy's Spencer cool. Rattler is the most overrated quarterback I can remember in in, in a while. I don't I don't you know. But and you wait to see if what Whatever. happened, it, what Spencer happened in, yeah, what happened in Oklahoma is a is a Lincoln thing or like I who knows what happened there and and maybe Spencer is what everybody thought he was going to be a preseason Heisman candidate when he was at Oklahoma, which just fizzled and died real quick last year. Anybody remember the Red River shootout this year? Freshman came in and took that job from him real yep. quick. And now he plays for the Trojans. And Rattler, uh, crazy enough, gets rattled under pressure. He does. I've seen it. Mm. Anyway. So is the guy in Tuscaloosa. But And anybody can beat anybody. I mean, we saw Ole Miss creep up and beat Alabama. Uh, guy who, A&M, last second field goal. Georgia can be beat. Any to, hey, hey, and Kentucky, historically, they're a good football team. They're up-and-comers. Even their bad football teams have played Georgia uh, uh, close. South Carolina is always kind of a close game. It can't happen, but I just think now that Georgia has finally obtained the unattainable. Everybody said, it, you know, it's it's just a different feel around there. And I and again, uh, I can't wait till this show takes off and we're big enough to kind of sneak in the back door over at Georgia and some other places to get a sense of of what's going on. You always hear like a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy in the program. Or whatever, I just want to be the guy. I think the attitude around there is way different now. They got the Alabama monkey off their back. They got the national title. You heard Kirby say it. We burned the boats and we ain't coming back, baby. Amen. So. Well, and that was the thing. Like I, I'm gonna iron Mike Sharp pat my back too because everybody that was uh everybody that was talking about Kirby and early on with Kirby and uh, like how you know oh, we're not winning a national championship the first year Kirby's here and I'm like listen, I I know we had a nice run and he's got. Rick's leftover players, and those are good players. But you got to give Kirby time to bring his guys in, implement his system, mm-hmm. and you look at exactly what happened. If you cannot tell the d- distinct difference between the year prior to the national championship and the year of the national championship from day one of that season, that team gave me Alabama vibes. Like mm-hmm. he got a system in place. All his guys that he first recruited and brought in were all monsters and seniors and juniors. And now, now is when the entire culture has changed. Yeah. His uh, staff, his everything, he's got it all mapped out. And, and Alabama's the blueprint. Yeah. Alabama's 100% the blueprint. That's yeah. where he learned. But now it's there. Now he's implemented it, and this is where we are. So all you one-hit wonder people out there, like, please, please stop. If we never win another national championship, it, it is what it is. But don't don't do that. Why why do people have to do that? Oh, you're just a one hit wonder. Like, do you think that that defense was just an accident? Do you think no. we got those guys on accident? 
it didn't happen like that. So I, I'm not even. Why am I angry? Why am I angry? Because I mean, because that's a real thing. Everybody's you know, you know, been peeing on Georgia. I mean, it's it's a thing. And and but we've given them enough ammunition. Let's not make any mistake. Georgia over the years has definitely given people plenty of ammunition to take a big old steaming dump on us. They have. It's just the truth. But those days are gone, and, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Kirby just signed for 10 years. If the dude stays 10 years, he's gonna, Kirby Smart is going to win another national title at Georgia, if not two or three more. He is, period, end of story. Nick Saban is going to be like Joe Paterno, and he's going to be roaming the sidelines of Alabama until he's 90 years old if Miss Terry lets him. Unless Terry Saban wakes up one day and says, Nick, it's time. He ain't going anywhere. Dude can play. play. He can coach at Alabama until he's 100 if he wants to. And he's great. And Alabama's been great. And they are one of the, if not the greatest college football program of all time. One of the richest now. They've kind of always had some money. But that's what I'm saying. Georgia has now... Uh, I've always said there's a difference between like being a premier, like Georgia's been a premier program. Well, now they're elite, and they're going to win another one. They have world-class facilities. They just started another two-phase project on the stadium and, and the other facility, the player facilities. It is insane. Players want to come there. They have a pipe, especially, are you kidding me? After 15 players, the most ever, drafted into the NFL, five first-round picks, Everybody out there, every parent, every coach, every kid is like, you go, you can, hey, if the system fits and you like it, Georgia's a pipeline to the NFL. They crank out NFL players. They can get you there. Kirby Smart is, as I've always thought, has been a great coach. We're here. We have arrived. This isn't a one-off. This isn't a joke. And you better start taking, don't take Georgia seriously. I don't care. Don't. Please don't. And I'll just, I'll just, and, and hey, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not one of those obnoxious Georgia fans, but I'll still be over in the corner going, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. told you, we're here, it's done, and and nobody, if you want to clown on us, you can clown on us, but you're you're ridiculous and you're wrong. Georgia is now after grabbing that national title, an elite program. I'm just watching our time over here because we're uh, uh we're about to wrap up, but it's done, it's over. Georgia's here, it's our time. Uh, we're always going to compete with Alabama. I don't know if Nick Saban ever loses that competitive edge. Like, you know, kind of because there were some lean years even as Paterno was the coach. I don't know that that ever happens because he's so good. I don't know that Alabama – Alabama's well, – Boy, if that it bullshit does happen, when he said – call it a rebuilding. Yeah, that, I was about to say that was some bullshit right there. Like, Kirby clapped whatever. back at him, though. Yeah, he did. I, I appreciate that. That's uh... – it, they, somebody made a comment about fine bomb. I gotta I gotta write these down about how um, like in this pa- in this particular off season, Nick Saban's got himself caught up saying the wrong thing mm-hmm. at least four times. And normally it's a man of few words, uh, but yeah, he's he's getting caught up in the media. It's looking a little sloppy, and that that whole this is a rebuilding year thing is just a bad look. So I'll tell you this: Do you think? Because a couple of his uh, coaches have, have beaten him. Do you think there's some people living in Saban's head rent-free now, maybe? Possibly. Did did little Debbie stop making oatmeal cream pies? Yeah. So That could be screwing with his, his whole life. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, uh, because you, it's got, you got to think, Alabama's been good, what, 12, 14 years now? At the top of the mountain? Yes. 
you gotta it's gotta turn at some point. There's got to be a little bit of a down cycle, you would think, anyway. Just like the Patriots, you know, Brady took off and everything's, and the Patriots had a. You think at some point they don't nail the 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 prospects every year, the draft class, like they have a great draft class, but then they don't pan out. Like at some point, like you'd think it would have to happen. Yeah, but and, just look at it though. They they they've been in the playoff every yeah. year. The playoff has existed. So like whether whether they're. Their their super team that they say is probably could be one of the best college football teams ever assembled, or or not, they're still top four in college football. So I may I don't I don't see them ever really falling out, especially now with the transfer portal nil nil like yeah. it's it, it's it's set up and honestly this benefits Georgia too, but it's set up for the rich to get richer mm-hmm. in this situation, but. Uh, I don't see them falling off. I, I, it would be interesting. It would be interesting moving forward to see if they ever don't make it. I, I'm always kind of hoping for that scenario where they shouldn't, but they do. Yeah. Because I love to watch the world burn in that scenario mm-hmm. and watch everybody <laughs> freak out about it. But you know, I, I don't really. I think while Nick Saban's there, you're not going to have to worry about too yeah. much. You may may not be the. Um, resounding number one, but you definitely are going to be in the picture every year. Man, and I want, uh, and we got to wrap it up here. We just got the signal, but I want Florida to up their game. I want Tennessee to up their game simply because to make us look better and to further establish the SEC's dominance in college football. And I'm looking at you, Big Ten fans. Uh, Gross. Yeah, don't even get. We'll we'll do another episode on that. But that you know, speaking of episodes, we uh we got to round this one out. But man, that was fun. We talked some dogs and and kind of uh th- toss it around. But we're gonna get more into specifics and kind of have a uh, a kickoff show to start the season for the dogs. We're gonna keep rolling with the Braves. It's about to get you know playoffs are uh, uh quickly approaching. Falcons start Friday. So guys, have a safe weekend. Have a good weekend. We love you. We need you. We're out of 5K. Until next time, Atlanta, we'll see you later. Do you believe?